Is that a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? Welcome back to another episode of Netflix and Kill with the Haunted Heart. Netflix. Netflix and Kill. Netflix and Kill. I think Ill. we should stick with the theme song that we have. Maybe. Listen. <laughs> why are you judging me for wanting to try new things? I mean, trying new things is good. No, you're right. I was too harsh. But not these new things. Not, not that, that one. new thing. <laughs> that one is a no. It's a yeah, no from me. Yeah, that's a no. I would agree. Yeah. So welcome back to our uh, our weekly installation, our, our every week uh, Netflix and Kill sideshow. You that was um, not a setup for success. It was not. You did not set us up, set us up for success. Today we're going to have a Listen. conversation about overreaching. <laughs> Listen about quote overreaching our I, recording schedule uh, limits. You said quote. that, and I was like. Eyes, the eye, the look emoji on the phone, the yeah. eyes that look. Um, oh, that be the eyes that look. The I don't know. There you go, Vizine. A good title. <laughs> the eyes that look. That's gonna be the title of my first novella. Whenever we do start working in advertising, it's just like in like the creepiest method ever. Visine, the eyes that look, that yeah, look with, upon oh, oh, but the vast field of bodies wasting. But instead of actual eyes, they're googly eyes. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, uh, hire us. Um, <laughs> no, people would love it. I'm serious. I feel like it would be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought that we were uh, a little overzealous. Is that the word? You know what? I don't know appropriately zealous i don't know just zealous in general but we're here this week we are here this week no we're here with you we are gonna try to keep to like a regular weekly schedule but we don't want the regular show to suffer uh so obviously that's our priority i i think what happened was i think drag race got involved and then there was some snow and fucking snow man it snowed last night i'm like where the fuck did this come i know from? i know i'm like really pissed like snow is just a bitch i i love snow but at this point i'm kind of like all right i'm irritated with it like like can you go somewhere please yeah it's not it's not working for me i need no. it to snow on days when we're not like off and trying to record yeah our podcast so it kind of messed with the schedule a little bit but that's fine because you know there are no rules to this show there are no rules here on netflix and kill we Absolutely say whatever none. we want mm-hmm. yeah not we that don't edit are, it not that there are many rules on a regular show but that's uh, true there are really no rules for this show so no. you get what you get and you get when you get it get it when you get it yes pretty much yes <laughs> yeah, we're calling the shots here. Um, so, uh, but that did allow us for some time to like really select a good movie and watch it. Um, so we're really excited to uh, talk about Terrifier. Terrifier. 
Which, as Kenny pointed out to me, is not the ter- terrifier. It is not the terrifier. I definitely it called terrifying. it the terrifier for like a solid like couple weeks of my life. I'm I'm just gonna blame it. It may have on, been a year now, actually, that I've been calling well, it the terrifier. Well, I'm just gonna blame it on uh, your southern roots calling it the terrifier my frequent overuse of the word the the walmart the red lobster the target the beyonce that one makes sense yeah so uh the caitlin the caitlin (laughs) the haunted heart that is correct though oh that's weird we use my name on the show we don't ever do that on the regular show no we don't again no rules um so yes we are no rules (laughs) destroyed branding (laughs) it's fine (laughs) <laughs> no, you know I used to not like being called Katie. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, because no. uh, in elementary and early middle school, I was bullied uh, very aggressively, and I just remember like, or well, I used to remember the like voice of my bullies being like Katie, and then my last name rhymes with Katie, so it was just not good. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was the same. Well, so I, when I went to high school, I became Caitlin. 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 You became the goddess. <laughs> the goddess. <laughs> and I will only answer to that. No, that's what I'm going to become like. I don't know. Probably once I procreate, I'll be like, I am the mother. The mother. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm kind of. Yeah, ready. You're already witch mother, so it's like true. it'll. It's I'm know, working a on progression. it. I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. Branding. Legally, I'm gonna go to DMV and change my name. First name witch, last name mother. Yes. So uh, we uh, watched Terrifier, and I was really, I'm really actually really excited about this episode because, uh, as opposed to any other episode that we do, <laughs> fuck all them other episodes. This is where it's at. Um, no, well, this no, but our first, bomb as hell. yeah, I mean, our first episode was uh, about Mara, so I was like, you know, it was kind of disappointing well i feel like no I, I mean i don't know what you were looking for out of mara but it gave me exactly what i needed hello fairy boat driver yeah no i think this movie so mara was something that we literally picked truly randomly terrifier obviously obviously both of us knew about this movie mm-hmm. before we picked it to talk about on netflix and kill both of us love this movie um but so I think we kind of went into it with a little bit different mindset. Yeah. And obviously, like, we knew it was already good. Um, and it is really, really good. Like, it has a way better team. And I just feel like yeah. it's got better, like, foundations. Well, yeah. So if you haven't watched uh, Terrifier, first of all, um, it sort of serves as, like, not net. Well, it... It's separate from um, the character Art the Clown comes from, uh, or is most known from the series, uh, all, from the movie All Hallows Eve. Which that's was where a, he first appeared. Yeah, that's where he first appeared. Um, where you actually no, I think he was in something else before then. Really? Before yeah. All Hallows? Yeah, Eve? but um, I'd have to double check that. But uh, he All Hallows Eve was like um, more of a breakout part for the character. Are you talking about? Um... The Ninth Circle? It might be. Yeah. Because he was also in that. Yeah. So, um, but this was more of like a breakout part for the character. Um, and it's where I was first introduced to the character. And I absolutely uh, love Art the Clown. Art the Clown is, uh, tr- like, honestly, he is truly terrifying. <laughs> 
Um, so you first see him in All Hallows Eve, which is a great film by itself. Definitely check it out. It's sort of like a uh, horror Halloween anthology. I love All Hallows Eve. Yeah, I love any film like that's based full around, of shorts like that. Yeah, and that's like specifically based around Halloween. Like I just I think that is one of my favorite things. But um, yeah, so that's where you first meet him, uh, meet this character, and then so it was brought to life. Um, in this film, or like he was fully uh, given his own moment, I should say. Um, sort of like a... Not quite uh, an origin story, but like sort of like that. Kind of, yeah. It's sort of like, okay, people really like this character. Like he deserves his own moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely uh, agree with that. So Terrifier uh, was uh, was in 2017, uh, directed by uh, Damien Leon and stars David Howard Thornton. Uh, who is amazing as Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. Truly, like, I, his, I I just can't even describe, like, how great his facial expressions are. He's just are. a really good physical actor, which is something that we don't see a lot of day, a lot of times nowadays, because I think there's a, I mean, everybody knows that special effects makeup people are feeling the strain from all of the CGI and post-production stuff. And I think there's a big emphasis on post-production nowadays. But that was kind of one of the things that was refreshing about this movie is that because David Howard Thornton is such a prolific physical actor, the emphasis was much more in the moment and much more like on what they were shooting. And like, he's just very theatrical with everything, which Mm -hmm. almost, you know, for me, um, it harkens back to something like Michael Myers, where you have that physicality that's just, like, so trademarked that character to the point that it, like, sort of becomes almost comical, but in a very uncomfortable, unsettling, frightening kind of way. Yeah, I think... There is that, like, comedy that comes with that theatricality that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think it's really important, um, especially if you're going to, you know, hire someone for a, like, non-speaking role, for them to be able to... Um, take that challenge and really just sort of go with it. Right, to emote through the body and to use kind of facial expressions, but also like styles of movement and like timing of movement. Mm-hmm. I, I just think he he did a really, really great job with all that. And it's hard. Um, I went to, I don't know if you know this, um, I went to... What? Like, Something I don't know about you? Or, I'm interested. We really, there really are. We are really breaking rules here. I did like a clowning intensive course. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Once upon a, this was many, many years ago. And it's actually very, it's very hard to get into <laughs> clowning. Sorry. A clowning intensive course. A clowning intensive. Yeah, it sounds very like fancy. But no, it was about like, how do you create a character for a clown, like how do you, like what are the things about them that make them different? How do you build that that clown character out? And then how do you create situations or put them in situations where it becomes like funnier and funnier and you're using physical comedy and ideally you're not. In um, the work that I was doing, we weren't speaking. Um, so it's no sort of like verbal comedy, yeah, right? Which is what we're obviously used to at this point, but um, it's it's really kind of a mind shift yeah. to be able to tell a compelling story without 
saying any words whatsoever. Right. And it's a, it's a big challenge, but he um, he was really, really, really good. Yeah, it sort of draws inspiration. Like, there's part a part of me that almost, like, like I don't look at him as much of a clown as as a clown as much as I do like a really distorted mime. Yeah, yeah. Know? Well, I mean, the roots of those things are the same. Yeah. So nowadays we look at clowns like, you know, big red noses and whatever, and even sometimes they speak. But the roots of it are clowning was miming. Yeah. It was. Yeah, his actions and his movement is very like mime-ish, which is uh, which I think is a is very unsettling in the context of the film. Yeah. So um, uh, just to give you guys, if you haven't seen it, which you definitely should, it's on Netflix, watch it. Um, the con, basically, without spoiling anything, um, you yet. have this <laughs> these two girls who are, you know, leaving a party on Halloween night and they decide to grab a bite to eat. I think they went to like pizza shop. Was it pizza it was shop? A pe- they went to a pizza place. Yeah. yeah fucking, which totally. we can all fucking hardcore relate to. Yeah. Uh, so they were hungry. They stopped by pizza place and, um, it's Halloween night. They had come from a party and they're chilling in the pizza place. And there's this like fucking scary ass looking clown with a big trash bag. And they had met him before then because they were at the car and he was just walking down the street. Yeah. They saw him. They watched him. And then was kind of like, okay, this is creepy. But then he shows up at the pizza place. And then he's just chilling there, um, looking real sour. Of course you have like one friend who's like. The Haunted Heart listener who's like, this ain't right. We need to roll. Yeah. And then you have the other friend who is a stupid fucking bitch who is just like agging him on. Mm-hmm. And egg- agging? Agging? Egging? Yeah. Egging. She's teasing him. Okay. Yeah. She fucking with him. Like, she just doesn't understand the level of danger that she's in. Uh-huh. Um, and then it just kind of goes from there. And there's like tons of like gore and... I feel like there's a lot of gore, but the movie doesn't rely on the gore to scare you. It relies on his, you know, um, it relies on Art's character to scare you. But mm. there is a ton of gore included. Yeah, which is good because I don't, I don't really like when <laughs> which movies is good. like, I don't really like when movies just rely on the gore because it's just like, okay, like I get it, but also like, give me something that yeah. doesn't really scare me or gross me out because I'm the daughter of a nurse, like. You could fucking rip your own arm off right now, and I'd be like, "All right, like, I guess we'll call nine one one." Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure I've I've said this plenty of times, but I'm not the biggest fan of like gore as like the main thing. It's not really shocking to me, and it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but when it's coupled with like really good acting, um, and it's almost intentional. So the film itself is very it, it it's done in the style of like a really cheap like gritty b-movie horror yes Yes. and that's one of the things that i loved about this movie is that it feels like um somebody wrote actually because i was looking at like how it was received and uh on on rotten tomatoes this chick cat hughes from the hollywood news um she said, the problem with the Terrifier is it feels like it has been released in the wrong decade. It's an unabashed throwback to true stock and maim bloodthirsty films, the kind that got banned back in the video nasty era. Mm-hmm. But, like, here's my issue with this, Cat Hughes, is, like, I don't see that as a problem. <laughs> like, I see that as hashtag aesthetic. Like, it feels naughty. Like, it feels like the film is, like, some, like, weird, like, smut stag film that you shouldn't have access to. So the whole time you're watching it, you're just, like, you have that feeling of, like, 
oh, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't it's be dirty. watching this. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't like have this. I shouldn't. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I completely agree. It's done in that style. Like I said, that's a part of the grit that makes it appealing to me. I think that right. it just, um, and it's, it's, it sort of, it, it plays on that. You know, it, um, it's not something where it's just where they tried and it just happened to be a bad movie and then achieved like a cult status, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, I think where it, was it sort of happened accidentally. Like yeah. it was, it was very intentional in the style, like um, from the, you know, uh, from the color stories that were portrayed to, um, I think like the film itself even has that like gritty film reel yeah. aesthetic. Almost like a, yeah, like that filter. Um, and even I think some of like the makeup, like towards the end and the prosthetics, it was meant to be like, Grotesque. It was intentional and meant to be like grotesque and play upon that sort of, you know, B-movie uh, uh, aesthetic. And I, it just worked for me. Yeah. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that you have that, like, B-movie vibe. Um, it does feel like something that's older. It feels like something out of, like, maybe even 70s horror at times. Yeah. Um But then you also have, I mean, there there's, there's a lot that we could go into. Like, we could get... Real heavy into like Grand Guignol, if you know anything about that. Like, it's so grotesque that it's meant to almost ostracize you, mm-hmm. so that you're like, it, it's so overboard with the gore at times that you're just like, it looks fake, and that's the point. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, there's one particular scene that I'm thinking of when I say this, and if you watch the movie, you'll know. Um, but there's one particular scene that is so fucking like outside the realm of possible of like reality that like it's meant to ostracize you and make you take a minute and make you kind of like mentally step back and be like whoa like that it's supposed to create that separation for you as a viewer so that you can kind of like think about it and I kind of um I I really like that I think it's uh I think it's interesting it's not something that we see in a lot of mainstream horror for sure yeah, so um, I think, you know, you're getting, we're, we'll get to the point now to where we're, you know, say that, like, uh, spoiler alerts if you haven't watched the film. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're yeah. talking right now, um, you know, and you, you know, really don't want, like, you haven't watched it and you want to, like. Maybe, like, pause it, come back. Yeah, pause us. and come back. So we'll, Or we just might fucking get into... have it spoiled. I'm one of those people. People are like, spoiler alert, and I'm like, give it to me. <laughs> I'm ready. Give it. Give me all of the spoilers. Spoil me. Um, so Daddy. speaking about uh, the gore, I re- you really have to talk about that one scene uh, where he hangs up the girl, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, upside down, and then slices her. So one of the it was um, so when she was in the uh, this girl when she uh, was at the beginning of the movie, she was the one who was teasing him, yeah, and he was just the one who was of, talking shit. Yeah, she was talking shit, and she was uh, he was just sitting there. Minding his own business. She was that friend that you haven't introduced to the haunted heart yet, so she all know. Right. She all know how you got to do. And she took a she took a selfie with him, and then you know it was you know he was like, okay, I got you. I'm gonna remember you. And then so she ends up upside down, naked, uh, and he saws her in half from the crotch down, all the way down, all the way down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like it was a rusty saw too. Don't forget that detail. That was unnerving. <laughs> yeah. So that's the scene I was talking about with uh, Grand Guignol and all that, and 
like how it's so over the top um, that it is really uh, just ostracizing. Like it's so over the top to another level that it like forces you mentally to just be like, whoop, like it, I, I, I don't want to say it pulls you out of it because it doesn't, but like I just really appreciate that they didn't try to not make it look totally grotesque and like obviously the girl's body is like a dummy and like you see I don't know it's hard to put into words what I'm trying to say but like I mean do you know what I'm trying to say kind of kind of yeah like like as he's sawing through her fucking body we obviously see that it's a puppet right we see that it's like a stuffed like dummy made to look like a girl and so like the way that it's shaking as he's sawing back and forth because he's sawing with like not like a circular saw or anything like that it's like a fucking old-timey canadian lumberjack cutting down a tree fucking saw like so her body or the dummy is like shaking as he's like going back and forth and it's all covered in blood and shit anyway and it did kind of put me in mind of evil dead right and that kind of like it looks it's not meant to look super realistic yeah it's just meant to like it almost has a haunted house quality to it Mm. where it look like you know you can look at it and tell that it's fake but it still is like really grotesque and that almost the fact that it's fake almost makes it scarier looking to me um i don't know i just thought because it's almost like um it's almost dehumanizing at a point you know what i mean yeah so it's like it becomes like you know you almost see that it's fake so in your mind or at least for me it's almost like a uh uh, it sort of paints her as, you know, not human, something that he is just playing with. Right. Like a doll. Right. Or like it looks, a, that's kind of, you know, they made a huge doll for that scene. So, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the part that really unnerves me is the most about that is like at the end, he takes that selfie to sort of mirror yeah. what she was doing, yeah. sort of like a final, like, uh, you know, full circle a moment. Final fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Full circle moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was. Which was I, cool. I thought it was really. Um, what was your favorite part of the film, or what did you enjoy most about it? Probably what I enjoyed most was. Uh, it's hard to say because I enjoyed a lot. Um, I enjoyed that moment. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, that's kind of like the the big moment, the yeah. big takeaway from this. Something that really stuck with me was him like playing with excrement in the bathroom at the pizza shop. Oh, like, yeah. fuck that. 100% <laughs> fuck that. Like, that stuck with me worse than cutting the girl in two. Really? Because it just like, like that is close to real. You know what I mean? And ugh, I can't, I can't do that. Um, that there are people that, like more than likely you would have someone who would go into a bathroom and smear shit on the walls. Right, as right. opposed to like, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Something about that just, like, really stuck with me. Um, and then I would say, overall, my favorite thing is David Howard Thornton's um, physicality. Yeah. Just at all moments. He was very present in the character. He was very, like, reactive yeah. um, to everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments was that fucking janitor who was vacuuming with his headphones in and like <laughs> all this shit is anything. happening behind him because that is 100% me like when I'm working on stuff at work there are obviously times like I don't have my headphones in all the time 
because people need me for things, but I work in an open air <laughs> office and people are always talking. So I keep my fucking headphones in basically 24 seven, unless I need to be readily available for somebody. Cause they're going to tap me on the shoulder anyway. Um, but that's, that's me. I literally walk around everywhere with my headphones in. it's really dangerous. And that's how you consume so many, uh, true crime podcasts. Exactly. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm always, I'm always out here listening to the competition. I'm always out here watching all you hoes. Watching, I see you uh, watching, which is listening. Creepy. <laughs> like, watching I mean, and also listening. I'm over here eavesdropping. She's outside of your home listening to your podcast and watching you. I at see the same you, Donna. Time. I see you, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so I wanted to pose this question um, in uh, because we're talking about his character and all of that. So the scene at the end where um, he not well. Not necessarily. Yeah, it was towards the end where he uh, pulls the gun out and and shoots the girl. Yeah. Um, some people claim that that was like it kind of broke character a little bit. Like it was because he we're, we've seen him use like rusty saws and like unconventional materials, should we say. Yeah. Um, and then to pull out a gun and just shoot seemed like, because he likes to toy with his victims a lot. Right. So the gun um, moment, some people feel like it sort of took away from the character a little bit. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I can see their point. And it definitely did... Um, signal a shift for it took me. a turn like it did it, yeah it definitely was a clear shift that you felt but i think that that was kind of the point of it mm-hmm. um to show that you know we have this like super playful art the clown character um but at the end of the day like a murder is a murder and he's gonna he's he's gonna kill her however he can right, right. and it's not like you know it's great if we can Kind of like sex. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) It's great if we can get the toys out, you know what I mean? And like make a day of it and like really just like really enjoy our time. But at the end of the day, if all we got time for is a quickie, then let's just hit it and quit it. Like, you know what I mean? Like we got to get to your mama's. We got to get to the cookout. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Okay. Sometimes we just don't have time. I get it. Uh, and I kind of think that's what that was for art. It was showing that underneath all of that, like, playful nature and theatricality, like, the end goal is that we got to kill this bitch. Right. And he's just going to kill you. Right. Like, um, she can't get away. I think that he, and especially because, like, if he's, you know, at a certain point where it's like, you know, okay, like... Uh, I've been toyed with this bitch. She's not dead yet because, you know, she's a fairly, and she's, you know, did... You know, she did okay. Fairly resourceful, she yeah. She was I, fairly resourceful. I so. think she had the odds stacked against her more than most um, final girls, yeah. I would I would be willing to say. Well, yeah. Um, But then that gets into, you know, you think that she's going to be the one to make it out, but... Yeah, nah. But no. Uh, so I would have to say spoiler. that spoiler that's, we told them at the end that this was the spoiler part of the, the show. Um, I think one of my favorite parts, um, was actually the moment, um, in the, I guess they were in the basement where he, um, uh, meets that like homeless woman 
Yeah, that was... And so they have that moment of, like, this homeless woman who's kind of a little crazy. Um, Not that all homeless people are crazy, but, you know, she's not... She's not... She's not playing with a full deck of cards. She's lady. dealing with some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's sort of like, I guess, squatting in this almost abandoned building. Yeah. Um, and there's like this weird like mommy son type moment that they have. Yeah. I thought we were going to get more about that. Actually. And you almost seem it, like it was almost like they were trying to give a little bit of humanity to art, in my opinion. Um. Or some sort of aspect of like nurture hmm. there mm-hmm. for him, um, yeah, which at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, it didn't work out. Didn't work out. Uh, but I thought that like that was a really cool moment that I thought was a different like sort of part of the character that we saw that we didn't typically see um, hmm. throughout the film and even in like All Hallows Eve. Yeah, so. I'm interested in this Ninth Circle movie. Apparently that came out in 08. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so... Um, I think that was his first appearance. Was that yeah. in 08 and then All Hallows Eve in 2016? Um, and then, you know, this in, what, 2017? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of interested in Ninth Circle. It says, like, some woman is abducted and, like, all manner of horrors wait for her. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that... Um, uh, that was a different, like, we had a different actor for All yeah. Hallows Eve. Yes. David Howard Thornton came in for Terrifier, and he was great. But also the guy who, um, I believe, originated him in possibly both. I don't know about the first one, mm. but at least in All Hallows Eve, um, his name was Mike uh, Gianelli. And uh, he also did a really great job at portraying Art the Clown. Um, so kudos to both of them. Like, love that character and love them for what they yeah. did. Yeah, that was, that was Art in Ninth Circle and in... All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. So, I guess this brings us to the end. What our listeners have been waiting. Dying. Dying. Uh, waiting with Beth. Beth? Beth? <laughs> Who the fuck is Beth, girl? Beth. I was trying to say waiting with breath that is baited. <laughs> but mm. it, it came across as waiting with, with Beth. Beth. If uh, if a Beth is listening, hey girl, <laughs> how are you? <ya? laughs> um, are you gonna kill this film? Are you gonna chill with it, girl? I'm, I'm gonna chill with it. It's a solid chill for me. How about you? Uh, I'm gonna kill it. No, I'm just <laughs> fucking kidding. No, this is a total chill film for me. I'm gonna watch this. This is gonna be. This is a film that um, is one of those uh, moments or like one of those films that I'm going to turn to like at any time, but like around Halloween, Mm -hmm. like it's one of those, like go, it's one of those go-to films for me. It's something that I can watch and continue to watch over and over. Um, because there are things that you can catch like a different, um, you know, another time. And then it's just entertaining. Art himself is entertaining. And just to watch his facial expressions and his physicalities is something that I can literally just watch over and over and over again. Well, you are in luck because news just broke like two weeks ago that the Terrifier 2 script has been finished by oh, Davian, Davian yeah. Leon. Yes. Yes. I am Same writer, director. super excited for that. Um, definitely super excited. I can't wait. Um, so hopefully Thornton stays. Is that this year? Do you think, what do we think it's going to be this year or no? Well, the script has been confirmed. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be next year. I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm yeah. going to have to look into that. I don't know. There are, no, there are no dates, but the Terrified True script is uh, confirmed copyrighted ready to roll, so hopefully we're going to... We're going to see more of Mr. Art the Clown. Art the Clown. First name Art, last name the Clown. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, guys. So that is our Netflix and Kill episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and if you would like to follow us on the social media. Oh, shit. He's doing the bit. He's, He's do doing the, the bit. bit. Uh, I'll do half the bit. Um, if you would like to follow us on our social medias, you can catch us on Insta at the Haunted Heart Podcast. Uh, Twitter at the Haunted Heart heart because fuck that fucking character, character limit. limit character limitations and we don't like limitations here on this show um but you can catch us there uh, although we have many <laughs> we have many limitations yeah um and you can also check us out on facebook we've got a closed group there and we um have an awesome family there that will welcome you with open arms uh, and we will be there sharing memes and all sorts of high quality uh, content um, that you won't get elsewhere on any other group. <laughs> yes. So uh, we also uh, have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the haunted heart. If you mm-hmm. think that we're doing a good job, if you like our content, if you want us to be able to create more content, mm-hmm. then sign up there to support us. It takes as little as like a dollar a month. Uh, and there's a bunch of different tiers of rewards that you can get um, and bonus content and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Early access to episodes mm-hmm. is also a reward, which is kind of cool. And that's every episode. Uh, and we've been doing really great with that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then if you have a movie uh, that's on Netflix that you want us to talk about, if you have a suggestion, um, please try to keep it to just things that are on Netflix unless it's really fucking good. And then you can tell us other things and we might go with it and yeah. we might not. We might just personally watch it. Um, but if you have a recommendations for Netflix and Kill, if there's a film you want us to talk about, Email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com and we will file those suggestions away and hopefully watch some of them. Um, A lot of people sometimes, I just want to say, a lot of people sometimes will message us on Facebook. Not the best method of like communicating some shit to me that you want me to remember because (laughs) I'm probably not going to remember who sent me what and like what the movie was and any of that bullshit. So we ask you to email us, not just because we're like email junkies, but like... It's just easier Helps for us to organized. keep track with it. Yep. Yeah. It's like way easier to organize information. So that goes for anything. Um, if you have a story, if you have a movie, just shoot it over to the email. Um, and then it's a little bit easier for us to make sure we talk about it. Totally. So. All right, folks. Until next time, you know what you got to do. You got to. Go on ahead and stay spooky. spooky. <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear? Yeah, here.